0: hello you play to win the game come after me i'm a man i'm 40 Uh, playoffs talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs i just hope we can win a game hey guys welcome back to pod city sports another 15 minute fix or if you can't explain something in 15 minutes, you're probably wrong. And the question at hand today: Should players hold out? Should NFL players, college players, hold out for a more uh, lucrative deal, a longer contract, a better deal? So let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this conundrum. Let's look at this question. And when you look at a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who's holding out for the Steelers. Probably not going to play this entire season. He's looking for a long-term deal. When we look at these type of players, the first thoughts that come to people's mind are, he's selfish, he doesn't care about the team, this guy doesn't love the game. We think about things like that. And on the flip side, when a team decides to release a player or trade a player or waive a player who's been injured, you know, people start to say things like, it's a business. Or he wasn't performing. His contract was bad. It was too expensive. Um, this guy's always getting injured. Maybe he's aging. He's not the same player. But it always comes back to, it's a business. It's a business. And so the question is, should players hold out? And here's my answer in football, yes, players should hold out for longer deals for better contracts. In basketball and baseball, I would argue no. But I can I can provide some examples where it was in the in, in the players' better interest to hold out. So, let me talk about football first. Football, the shelf life of a player is minute. The average player the average NFL career is about three to four years, if good. So, you know, and, and if you're a position that is like a running back or a position that gets hit a lot, your shelf life is even shorter than a guy like a quarterback or a punter or even a cornerback where you're not getting hit as much. So you got to think about it in that context. And, and what people don't realize is football is, Is such a physical and violent game, especially at the NFL level. These are the biggest, strongest, quickest, and borderline craziest athletes in the world. The type of mentality it takes to run into a 250 pound grown man over and over at at full speed, it, it takes somewhat of a crazy mentality to do that and to put your body through that over and over again for years. And what's even crazier is guys are dinged up and bruised and injured all the time. And what do we expect from them? We we expect them to be warriors and tough it out and play through it and sacrifice for the team and sacrifice their body for the sake of the the organization and for winning, right? You know, that's what we do as as fans and as the casual onlooker to these athletes, we expect them to play through injuries and and dings and bruises and those type of things. You know, I've had coaches in the past and I've heard this, it's kind of a cliche saying, you're either hurt or you're injured. You can play through being hurt, but if you're injured, you know, you're injured. And it's a motivational tactic for coaches to use you know they they want you to play they don't they don't want you to sit out if you got a twisted ankle or you know a couple bumps and bruises but it's just that mentality that players should put their body through hell and and fight through it for the sake of the team right and i think some in some aspects that's a good thing you want players that are tough you don't want players that are sitting out for every little you know, twisted, you know, twisted ankle and stuff like that. But my point on the flip side is what do we say about guys who are consistently injured? We chastise them, and we, we don't bat an eye when a team lets them go. When a team releases a player or trades a player because he's constantly injured, we say it's just business. So this guy's expendable. He's just a body. And if that's how you feel, that that's – that's fine. That's your stance, and I'll explain why you shouldn't be mad at players. And, and for decades, I mean, it's been painfully obvious. The NFL has done nothing for decades to help former players with health issues. I mean, think about it. Concussions, surgeries, long-term health issues. Once you retire from the NFL or didn't make a roster that year, it's your problem. Do you see what's wrong with that picture? I mean, now that players are taking a step back and thinking about the longevity of their career and life as an athlete, now there's this barrage of negative press that calls that selfish. You know, owners and media criticize these players and go above and beyond to paint them as greedy, selfish, not there for the organization, not there for the team. And, And I think that's, That's really wrong to paint pictures in this light. And and I'm talking about players who are dynamic, star level, all pros, pro bowlers, all stars, guys like this. Uh, Those guys should have no issue holding out for better contracts. And here's why. You run the risk of having a Le'Veon Pell situation. You you do, where your backup comes in and actually performs better just as well if not better than you which you know you run the risk that lowers your leverage as an athlete it lowers your leverage as a negotiator for your next contract it does but it also runs the risk of coming back without a long-term deal and getting injured okay think about that if you come back and you get injured or you don't produce or the team you know doesn't doesn't think you performed to expectations you could be leaving millions millions of dollars on the table one injury one bad slip one bad play and now you've left millions on the table so that's something to think about the perfect example to me in the nba is a guy like Isaiah Thomas. Now, I'm not talking about the Isaiah Thomas that played for the the Pistons in the 80s. I'm talking about the Isaiah Thomas who has played for the Celtics recently. This guy had an incredible two seasons for the Celtics there a few years ago. He was averaging 29 points a game. He was top five in MVP voting, I think behind like LeBron James and... Kevin Durant and who else? Um, Westbrook, when Westbrook had that crazy year. And he led the Celtics to a number one seed in the East. And guess what? He didn't get a long-term deal. The Celtics were not going to pay him a long-term deal. And he didn't hold out. He just kept playing. He kept playing. And he, he injured his hip. He even, you know, he had to get surgery and guess what the Celtics did? They traded him. So this is a guy who fought tooth and nail for that city, for that organization. And the moment his career looks like it's it's a little off track, he gets a he gets an injury. They trade him. He is expendable to that organization. And they trade him to the Cavs, which he you know had a horrible run there. He was never healthy. And then he gets traded you know, to the Lakers, which I think he's still... I don't even know where he's at. This is a guy three years ago was on top of the league. And now I don't even know, if, does he still play for the Lakers? I think he's still on the roster, but he's under contract, but he's still injured. I don't know. I—I That's sad that I don't know. But it just makes me think about a guy like that who, if he would have held out... And maybe got a lot, forced an organization to give him a long term deal. Yes, he would have been deemed selfish. Yes, he would have been criticized. But he just sacrificed millions of dollars in, in his long term career because he, he fought through injury and he played through it and he, he got surgery and played through that. So, how can we hold it against guys like Isaiah Thomas? If they, are, if they are to hold back, look at what happened to his career. In the NFL, you see stories like Earl Thomas of the Seattle Seahawks. He was holding out, but he got criticized. He got criticized by people saying he should come back, he should play for his brothers, he should play for the team, and he did that. And guess what happened to him? He broke his leg in a game, and you saw that video He's flipping off the Seattle Seahawks sideline as he's getting carted off the field. And a part of you, you know, rationalizes for him. You you go, gosh, I get it. He came out, didn't get his long-term deal, still sacrificed for the team, and he gets injured. He just altered his career. He altered his money for the rest of his life as an athlete. This is a guy who could potentially get released by the Seahawks and other teams aren't going to pay him. He's just coming off a broken leg. He's he's getting older. Other teams aren't going to sign him to a super long, you know, lucrative deal. And it was because he came back. I think we got to think of it in that context. And you're even you're even starting to see it carry over into the college game. I mean, players are starting to leave early and prepare for the NFL draft, and they face a lot of criticism. You got guys like uh, Bosa from Ohio State. McCaffrey did it a couple years ago. Um, there was an, there was another big time player who did it, but people are criticizing them for leaving college early. Um, you know, once their team takes a loss or two, and they realize we're not playing in the national championship or the playoff. Why am I still here? And you start to see yes, I first I want to say their decision is incredibly selfish for them to leave their team in the middle of the year and just say I'm out of here I'm going to go prepare for the NFL draft that is super selfish but a part of you has to understand. Because if you think about it, if you're not playing in the national championship, these other games are are pretty irrelevant in the grand scheme of your life as an athlete. What do they gain from playing against Michigan State in late November in a meaningless regular season game? They have a chance to get injured and derail their entire athletic career and not make it to the NFL to play a meaningless college football game. I mean, if, if they tear their ACL, break a leg, get a s- severe concussion, they could, again, even if they get past that, they could cost themselves spots in the draft, even rounds in the draft. Maybe they were a first-rounder, and now they get pushed back to the fourth round. That's millions of dollars, millions of dollars you're leaving on the table. And yeah, you lost the respect of your teammates. You lost the respect of your coaches, which is a big deal. Uh, I want to say it's a big deal. But the respect of of the college fans and the the coaches and your college teammates doesn't put money in your pocket if you tear your ACL and don't make it to the NFL. It doesn't put uh, money into your bank account if you break your leg. You know, yeah, you got the respect of your teammates, and that's important. I I do want to say that. It's important that you are a player that's seen as respected, and your teammates know you're willing to fight for them. But your teammates don't have the same thing at risk that you do, they don't have as much to lose as you do. So it means more to them to play against Michigan State in late November than it does for a guy like Christian McCaffrey or Bosa who have a chance to go to the NFL and make a long career and millions of dollars for their family. So again, to end this argument and this 15-minute fix, before we criticize and call these players soft and greedy and selfish for, for holding out, let's think about what they're dealing with as a business person and the fact that they're representing their best interest. And, um, you know, if, if we say it's a business and that's the standard we're holding the teams to, then let's allow the players to make business decisions about their career. Um, because if, if you want to call the players selfish and you want to criticize the players, well, let's hold the teams to the same standard and let's hold the teams, uh, you know, accountable if they trade a player or if they release a player. Or they don't pay a player enough money and he goes to another team. We should hold the teams to the same standard and you know, call the owners selfish and call the owners greedy. If that's what we're going to do to the players. So again, before we criticize these guys, I really want you to just take a step back and think about if you were in their shoes. And how you would think about the situation and how your life would be impacted if you didn't get a long-term contract. Now, I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm sure there's some greedy players that, you know, are arrogant and think they deserve more money. But for the most part, I think most guys are trying to make a business decision that is best for them. So, again, I'm okay with players holding out in the right scenario. Do what's best for you. If it's a business, if it truly is a business, let the players make business decisions that wraps up our 15 minute fix today thank you for joining me again on pod city sports please like subscribe share this out and i hope to hear from you guys soon i love hearing the topics keep it coming thanks guys